0: You know, Quinoa is a character in the best Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy 8, which is not coming to the Nintendo Switch uh, this this spring, unlike two other Final Fantasy games, which bookended in Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 9. This is Gaming Fix, episode 57, uh, on February 17th, 2019. Uh, I am your host, Andre Cole. I am joined uh, today, on this lad's day, by Alex. Oh, yeah.
1: I played a real released game today. Ooh, uh,
2: Pat Cotter. My javelin has a wonderful ass. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, uh, Sam Harrison. If I was a nobody, my nobody name would be Xmas. You said that last time. Yep. yep. Shit. Uh, I also <laughs> played, I played an unreleased game today. Kind of technically. Wait, early access uh, when released? No, oh, EA uh, access when released. Nah, he's talking about Anthem, which is te- uh, which
2: is out. It's just out. It's just, out. It's just it, not if you own a PS4.
3: Well, no, not oh if you own anything but a PC. Yeah, wow. Xbox. I right? said what I said. On Xbox, I'm playing it on Xbox right now. You can now. only play the ten-hour trial. You can't you can't put extra money down and play the whole game, which ah. you used to be able to with Battlefield and stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we're, we're just in it. I'm, I'm interested to see where Alex cuts that intro. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, man, fuck f- f- everyone thought like, Oh, well final fantasy eights, like 20th birthday or whatever the next year, it'll probably say somewhere around then that birthday has come and gone. Where the fuck is it? Where Enix hates that
2: game though? Where like the that- fuck is it? They've, they've, they definitely like all of the other games around it have at some point in their lifetimes gotten a real re-release that is like had some fanfare attached to it. Eight has never been, it's like, yeah.
0: And which is appropriate because Square Enix doesn't know what the fuck they're
2: doing. No, I wouldn't argue with with you. They got rid of Hitman. They're just casting final fantasy eight to the side honestly i would rather play a remade final fantasy eight than final fantasy seven and i actually yeah. like final fantasy seven more than final fantasy eight i just think that eight would be a more interesting game for them to remake hmm. yeah fuck it, god damn it uh
0: so yeah that's where i'm at
1: speaking of fucking
0: was, nintendo direct
1: yeah was there anything from that direct that you guys are super psyched about
0: Astral chain yep. fire yeah. emblem. that looks astral chain looks neat fire emblem's good uh i'm excited
2: for there to be a good zelda game on the switch finally sure fuck off uh <laughs> i'm excited for the people who have not played link's awakening i don't think i need to play link's awakening again um i think that that remake the style is really cool though um so i'm glad they're doing it i don't i don't like the
1: way link looks
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I
1: can see that.
0: Yeah, it's a little, like everything else looks fine. I just I don't like the way he looks. Uh, weird round head.
1: The uh, box boy thing is cool. I really like box boy. Uh, many many. Years yeah, I uh,
3: Super I box boy. Yeah,
1: it was it was great. And Mario Maker Two seems cool. I never played the original, so I think as a jumping end point, that would be pretty pretty strong.
2: I think it's good for them to finally like just admit it's coming. It's sort of like Fire Emblem. Like that Fire Emblem stuff indeed did look really 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 good. It's also what I expected from that game to look really, really good. So I think that the fact that they have like fully animated um, cutscenes, like anime style cutscenes, is really neat. I don't know if that was in Path of Radiance or not, or if it's been in any of the 3DS games, but
0: I can't remember. Um,
2: that, that art is super not pretty. That's at least like,
0: what is uh, it? Fate what, what is the one? Birthright and Fates? Is that? the one with the two. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Fates, Fates, yeah the one with
2: The two, I think
0: Fates, yeah. it has three storylines. Right, right. Right. And it's like, you and it's
2: like $137 you dollars to, to get the, them the
0: ultimate centrist. Or you can go with like the weird evil people or like the Japanese people.
3: <laughs> There's, uh, yeah. You can be the Hoshido who are like um, the, they have Ryoma, the dragon, like dude with the lightsaber, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's birthright.
0: Yeah, um, right. And then Fates is the or no, Fates is the middle one, right? No, the the Fates, Fates is of the
3: overall name.
2: Okay. Of the that, thing. that oh wait, what the fuck's the Fire, it's Fire Emblem Fates? Right? Yeah, Revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Conquest yeah. is where you play Conquest, the lore, right. which has Camilla.
2: The um, evil European. Um, anyway, I'm very excited that Fire <laughs> Emblem Three Kingdoms is a new world and setting for the Fire Emblem series. It's Three an, houses.
1: It's an interesting one too. Whatever. It's like you're an ex-militia person that's going into teaching, right? A, exactly. the way they fucking
0: said that name over and over in that direct sounded like it was like Fire Emblem Three Houses.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fire Emblem the third. Let's Fire Emblem comes to your TV. home. When you get get four of them, you can get a hotel fire emblem property brothers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I really like the way too, that they were like the way that Nintendo talks about delays, because it always makes you feel so much better. Anytime I hear a game is delayed. Now I generally just go, well, it's going to be garbage. Um, but the way that, that Nintendo talks about it is like, we need a little bit more time to make sure that fire emblem is the perfect game. So you'll just have to bear with us a little bit here. (laughs) It's like such, such like soft language to say like, Yo, we couldn't get it done in time.
3: Get a it bone. It's coming when it's coming. But you
0: know what's very exciting uh, from this Nintendo Direct yep. is uh, Smash
2: Brothers is getting a getting a patch. Nope, soon
1: <laughs> in the spring.
2: <laughs> One day, soon. I was, you will yeah. have to download a patch for Smash Brothers
1: as soon as like the, the music started up for Smash Bros. I was just like, no, not another <laughs> twenty minutes of Smash Bros. a Direct. Well, it, I thought, nice I it would have
2: been nice to be. a new character. They yeah, should have at least said, happened. like, for full patch notes, go here. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why I even did. mention it if you're not going to give some I kind know, of yeah. a thing?
0: Like, hey, we're going to keep patching this incredibly popular game. No shit, <laughs> you, <laughs> you are. <Come> on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was so. Uh, Nintendo Direct, uh, it was, I don't know, it was all right. Uh, I a lot of like hey this is out now tetris 99 yeah uh, allison yeah. played some of that but she was not able to make it today yeah. uh i feel like oh yeah there's some stuff on this GameSpot story just doesn't have that Psychopath game or astral chain, yeah, astral chain. Astral chain. i don't yeah. know why i said it, it <laughs> like like psychopaths psychopath. Yeah. i've never i've never played psychopath i don't know what that game is the you show? should watch psychopath yeah. it's, it's very good like, there is something else that's not showing up here. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, And then like Assassin's Creed three is coming to switch. God, God.
1: why?
2: And it runs like garbage again. (laughs) (laughs) Like if Assassin's Creed three was playable, I would at least tell people that the world is interesting to explore. You can throw a big ax into a guy's face. If it was like $20, I would say as a person who enjoys clearing icons from maps, it is a satisfying icon clearing game but like everything else about Assassin's Creed three is not good. And the worst part about it is that it ran like garbage. So like trying to play it was like painful. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't just, know. I just, All I remember is that tutorial being like 20 hours long. They but, could have put like Assassin's Creed two or brotherhood on the switch. And that would have been cool. I probably would have bought it again. the XCO collection. Yeah.
1: The collection cool. on. yeah. I remember uh, um, I went to PAX East the year, uh, before Assassin's Creed three came in and went to like their theater demo. And they spent literally, it was like a 15 minute demo. They spent 10 minutes talking about how you could run on the trees. Yeah, like, this, is, pretty cool. this is the best part of this video game is running on trees, and that's what they just focused on, and that's probably the best part of that game.
2: I was so bummed too because I was so excited for an Assassin's Creed set in the American Revolution because that that's such a fascinating time period. And then like the only thing that game succeeds as it is it points out that Washington was an asshole, but otherwise like it's. Oh God! The story is not great, and the Desmond stuff is so bad. And I am by far, I like, like I like Revelations. Like I like Mm -hmm. the Assassin's Creed games that people don't like. This Liberation, the PSP or Vita game, was actually good. And Assassin's Creed is this
1: crap. I've heard people say really good, positive things about Liberation.
2: They're not even porting over the multiplayer. Like if they had added the, the multiplayer, I would probably buy it because the multiplayer got better in later iterations. But it was a really cool and unique multiplayer yeah. system. That was like the best part. The other best part about Assassin's Creed 3 was that. Uh, and they're not even going to have that in this re-release. Their trophy implementation for that stuff was terrible. Though. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah, so- yeah, for sure.
0: It's like you have to do basically everything you possibly can in one game to get yep. one of the trophies. Uh, but yeah, that, that multiplayer stuff was neat. I, I, I didn't think about that the other day. I was like, hey, wait, they just stopped doing Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Yeah I, mean, yeah. I mean, they still with origins. I think they took it as far as they could go. Frankly, um, it, there's only so they much really have it in there until
2: origins maybe
3: no definitely syndicate black flag did
2: actually black flag was technically the last one i think because unity had the co-op stuff um which wasn't great uh even though that game is actually now that it's playable and not a complete technical mess it's a pretty good game um but uh it wasn't in rogue and it wasn't in syndicate uh -hmm. so black flag was the last one they had it and i don't believe you can play it anymore i think that's they shut. yeah i i I uh, imagine so it's too bad they didn't make a free-to-play version of that multiplayer though just to have around um Cause hundreds of assassins jump into a city. <laughs> Actually, I mean, that'd be pretty
0: fucking sweet in the assassin's creed multiplayer style.
2: The, the, that, uh, flying blazing Griffin, who did one of my favorite multiplayer games, the ship, uh, did, uh, a release, a game called murderous pursuits. That's basically the assassin's creed multiplayer, but it was like dead on arrival. Like it sold very little. And now there's like five people playing it at any given time. I so mean,
1: you could just play spy party and be fine.
2: Yeah, it's very different though, yeah, like is, but mechanically. Spy so Party's a better game, but well,
0: uh, uh, Alex, you said you. He, I have been on the edge of my seat for like half the week. <laughs> You've brought a mysterious, newly really, newly released game. I have uh, to share with us. I would love to know what it is.
1: So it is a new <laughs> release from a long-standing franchise. It is um, a continuation of said franchise and it makes a lot of meaningful differences to it.
0: Uh, I want to say Metro. Uh, You said you were playing it before Metro came out. So I don't think it's Metro.
1: So we talked about this in our group chat for, I don't know, a day or two when some trailers started coming out. Uh, and it is the full expansion for Civilization VI. Oh. Wow!
3: <laughs> that that reaction.
1: Oh, I never would have.
3: He oh, just slowly shuts his laptop. Like
2: I can't wait to hear what you think about what I brought.
1: This is a desktop. You just have to. You just slam it, <laughs> slam it over. Take
0: yeah. my take my camera. Take the lens off.
2: Camera <laughs> like of civilization
1: yeah man civilization like, you say civilization six gathering storm uh for me i've played civilization forever since like civ three like i played three four five six all when they came out and most of the expansions not all of them uh so civilization okay, VI,
3: wait like,
0: just at a baseline what's your favorite
1: um after expansions it was probably five because it was okay. just the most complete but uh vanilla was four And then I was actually tied four and six, I would say, because six uh, vanilla six changed a lot of things and made the game way different because um, it was more about building your cities in really intelligent ways uh, because you had to in six, you had to start thinking about districts. You have to start thinking about, okay, this is where uh, I'm going to have a city that is like going to be focused on military or this one's going to be focused on entertainment or culture or science or whatever. And you can't have every district in every city because it's gated by whatever your population is. So it was much more thinking about it instead of old civs where you're just like, I'm just going to rush hanging gardens at the first 20 turns or whatever. So. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gathering storm, the new expansion changes six in a pretty dramatic way to the point where it feels like a totally new game. Like it could be civilization seven. It's really
0: cool. Is this the thing where you're dealing with climate change and stuff? Is that the gathering storm bit? Okay.
1: There's climate change. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so there's seven new leaders, which is like a huge amount. Uh, I, the one I I played was, will be pretty obvious. Um, (sighs) So you got Hungary, you got Inca, you got Sweden, you got the Ottoman Empire, you got England, you got France, and then you got Canada. So I tried around as Canada just to see what it's like. Uh and yeah, it's really 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 cool. What they did for uh for Loyer like the me- the way you can use the mechanics now is just really cool. I won't go deep into it because we could dive deep into the mechanics of Civ, but nah uh but one of the biggest changes that i really liked is the fact that diplomacy actually matters now like when you're playing in a single player game uh before it just kind of felt like people were talking at you and you know trying to make trades that didn't make any sense and if you went to them like it was just pointless like it it just felt like interacting with the ai didn't mean anything uh but now like the ai acts completely intelligently uh They're making choices that make sense. They're trying to screw you over and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. Um, And there's also a thing called the World Congress. So like every 25 turns or so, the World Congress meets and then you get a vote on certain issues. And if you notice like, oh, this one player, Gandhi, seems pretty warmongering. Like he's building an army. Uh, We can have the world vote on whether we should be limiting how much like his army can expand to or something like that. So you can actually have votes between uh, the various players. And I think that would be really interesting in a multiplayer context too, because uh-huh. it does actually change the mechanics. It's saying like, yeah, for 50 turns, like your population can't grow. Uh, but because it can't grow, you're getting like 25% bonuses to this other stuff. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, with, so like there's lots of changes. There's era scores now. So you know how you go from uh classical era to like you go to medieval era, industrial, etc. Um, each one of those eras you're getting scored now and that is determining golden ages so you can actually have golden age or dark age so if uh, like for example you build a bunch of wonders within the one era or you like Discover a bunch of other civilizations like you do things that are kind of like achievements you get points And if you get above a certain threshold uh, you get a golden age the next time and like like it's Deep mechanics not going to get into it that- that was the
2: thing they added with the last expansion, though. Yes. Correct. But yeah, they, yeah.
1: they also, like, f- way further expanded it. But the cool. the Dark the dark, uh, dark, Ages are also really interesting because it puts you at a slight deficit. But it also means that in your government, you can establish what are called dark policies, uh, which are, like, more about screwing over, the, over other civilizations and stuff, or, like, screwing over your own population. <laughs> like, it's really interesting. Uh, I did not enact any. But yeah, like you were saying, uh, Andre, there's a bunch of new systems. There's climate. So like there's climate change. So, well, no, let's let's go back one system. There's power now. Uh, So if you have a power plant, you can have coal, you can have uh, oil, you can have nuclear and you can have like wind and uh, hydroelectric dams and stuff and like coal power plants will be just shitting out a whole bunch of uh, pollution into the air. And the more you do that, the more you're screwing over the world's uh, the world's climate. So you can actually have like, oh, yeah, uh, we can see that the temperature is rising three degrees Celsius. And now the water level is rising. So like if you have anything on the coast, it's entirely possible that you're going to get flooding or like these tiles are just going to disappear altogether on the coast. Um, <laughs> and flooding, like there's so many cool new systems. Flooding is interesting because if an area floods... Uh, once the flood has subsided, those uh, tiles that were affected by it are like they're now more fertile. So, like if you have a farm there, it's gonna like produce twenty five percent more because it survived that flood and stuff. Like it's just super nuts how much they've added. <laughs> there's there's like tornadoes, so you can fuck get fucked by disasters now. Uh, <laughs> with nuclear power plants, it can have a meltdown and then cover your civilization with nuclear fallout. <laughs> So it's like you got hit with a nuke and I ran into that one and that sucked. And yeah, there's so much late game tech is actually good now.
2: Uh, yeah, it's great. Well, and there's, there's like stuff that seems like it when I heard my dad, my dad's a huge civilization fan. So he was gushing about this expansion. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he was saying that like, there's stuff that feels like it would be if they, if, and when they make a Civ seven, if they don't include it in the base game, it would make no sense. Like, volcanoes erupting and they can cause damage, but then afterwards they create fertile ground that is easier to farm on. Same thing with like floodplains that get flooded and destroy improvements, but then, Uh, they're easier. They they produce more food for a time. That stuff just seems like it makes perfect sense. And it seems like something that should have been in the game for like the last three installments when you actually say it out loud.
1: Yeah. Like that's one of the really cool things about it is sometimes with expansions, especially for 4X games, it feels like they're just bolting on new systems to the existing game. And it doesn't like, it might not feel balanced and it might just feel overwhelming. Like, Hey, we're just shoving these new systems in your face. Uh, But this, this one in particular just feels like it feels super natural.
2: And especially for a series like civilization. And this is true of other Forex games too, but it's like Civ four hit a certain point where like they couldn't have done anything more to it. It was like so completed. So this happens with like games like the Sims too. When Civ five came out, it felt like much less of a game and there's a certain danger in expansions of them just adding the stuff that was in the last game over time. Yep. Even if the structure of the game is different and like, this expansion sounds like it does some of that. Like it has the speculative tech that some of the later Sid four expansions had, like uh, I've heard you can get like the death robot and stuff. Um, And that's like, it's cool though, that it's all that it's stuff that's been in the game before, but on top of this new system that is totally a game changer that has not the series hasn't seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, Absolutely. And I don't think it does not feel like it's going back to the well on anything, which is really nice. It feels completely new and fresh, so I think uh, now with this expansion, like this, actually might be my favorite Civ, and I'm really, really interested in trying it multiplayer.
0: Yeah. I've never played a Civilization. I've got Civ three from like a humble bundle or
2: something, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's hard to go back
2: to. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It, I bet. Uh, I, I would say people should just get the most recent one. Frankly, like. Yeah. It, you could go back to Civ 5 it's a good game too i mean they're all great games but if you can some if you have the option i would say to work on just acquiring Civ 6
1: stuff yeah. Yeah. to play it. at this point i would yeah i'd wholeheartedly recommend this expansion it's extremely good
2: i would say that unless there's a civilization in the other DLC like the smaller DLC that you're particularly interested in playing the mm-hmm. those faction DLCs that are like 8 10 bucks or whatever are not really that worth it yeah um the but deals but the really big expansions are good yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely
0: hmm, neat uh well okay let's so pat you just have big ea game oh right? no
1: oh no oh no i do not.
0: oh right no you've got another you've got a mystery game i forgot not as new a release I was, I was so taken aback by Alex's, uh, playing a regular game that wasn't on a phone. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's dismissive. Just playing a non phone game, uh, because phone games are, are regular games too. Well,
1: I have been playing tents and trees, but we've already talked about that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got to the point where now I have to like wait forever to get like coins so I can get to the next level.
1: So that's yeah, annoying. it's a bit lame but Uh, so so, so pat what's your trivia for us on this one i I know the answer so i'm not take us on this journey take
2: us on this journey uh so the journey of how i got there will give away what it is but it's still important to start there so um also on a strategy in a strategy bent i'm a pretty big fan of the total war series it's like i like civilization a lot i've tended to enjoy total war a little bit more um and over the Steam Lunar Sale, I picked up Total War Warhammer 2, which is a phenomenally good game. Um, it's, like, better than the first one in every way. And if you own the first one, you can play a massive campaign that includes everything from the first game and the second game, smashed together. Uh, There's a third one coming out and a couple in the next year or two that will add the last of the races from um, the uh, original Warhammer Fantasy Universe. Um, anyway, fantastic game. people have any interest in warhammer they should they should play it uh because it's better than playing the tabletop game um the but anyway the other thing that i'm very excited about coming soon is uh that they are creative assembly is making a total war three kingdoms which is based on romance of the three kingdoms the ancient chinese uh uh, novel. Um, the novel is not ancient, but the 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 story is. So anyway, I was listening Yellow to Yellow uh, Turban Rebellion. Exactly, that is in fact the pre-order DLC. Uh,
1: actually, <laughs>
2: yes, it is the Yellow Turban Rebellion DLC. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was listening to a podcast. Um, there's a great podcast called Three Moves Ahead uh, that is has been around for a long time on the Idle Thumbs Network. Uh, it's usually hosted by Rob Zackney and I forget the name of the other host. I'm not a frequent listener. But it's a good show. And Austin Walker was on it recently to talk about Three Kingdoms and Total War Three Kingdoms. And I decided that I wanted to, one, read Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which I quickly realized is not a good play, and two, play Dynasty Wars. No, what? No, ago. what? <laughs> Why? So turns out that Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Definitive Edition <laughs> came out for the Nintendo Switch in december of last year so i I bought
1: that andre just looks so disappointed (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. okay i think dynasty warrior is a good game how's the Boo? (laughs) (laughs) the Boo is excellent uh there is a in i hadn't so i haven't played dynasty warriors in around 15 years um i played it when i was a kid co-op with friends um Back then, we just played them as like what everyone thinks that series is and just ran around and mashed buttons and w- laid out tons of warrior dudes. Set combos. Uh, playing, uh, playing it as an adult, that game actually has more depth than it looks like it has, uh, which I was really surprised at. Um, I don't know enough about the history of the series to know when different things were added, but 8 Extreme Legends has like, there's a there's the muso system where you're building meter to do special attacks, but then there's also a rage bar where as you like level up your rage meter, you can go into rage mode. And it's so satisfying because you can build up your rage meter, go into rage mode and then hold down the a button. And he starts doing like a rage combo that just involves holding down the a button. It's like a 32nd long, attack string that begins with like sweeping spear attacks. And then he jumps in the air and like, Slams down and takes out like a whole battalion of units, and then he starts running around spinning the spear around. Then he just sounds in the air like Kingdom Hearts 3. What the fuck? It's so hilarious, and like you can KO like 500 enemies with it in like one attack string. It's very fun. Um, and and actually, like, from a there's a whole like rock, paper, scissors system in it where you have to use like it's like heaven, earth, man, and you have to when you fight the more powerful commanders, you have to use the right weapon that's attuned the right way to be able to knock them down and do your attack strings on them. So that system is a lot of fun. And what it kind of turns into is like, I started to realize that the random dudes running around are like creeps in a MOBA and you use them to fill up your resource bars. And then you do your cool shit on the enemy lieutenants and commanders and stuff. And it's when you view it in that way, it's actually a pretty interesting strategic choice of like where you're going to go to feed basically to be able to take on like the harder enemies when at the different objective points, because you can fail I'm playing it on the normal difficulty and you can fail in like five minutes if you're not careful. And if you don't have the resources to be able to succeed at the objective that it's putting in front of you currently, then you can just get super fucked and and not be able to to complete it and have to start over. And those levels are actually really long. (laughs) So it's a, it's interesting how much more depth and strategy was in it than I remember from when I was a kid, where we would just run around and probably lose most of the missions. Um, and then that definitive edition on switch is like a phenomenally good port. It does not look amazing, but it's like, it has every DLC that they put out for that game. It's got like, 600 costumes or something like that. There's like close to a thousand different weapons. I think, uh, it has like, I don't don't think there are a thousand different weapons in the real world. Well, I mean, there's like 200 different swords, you know, like it's, (laughs) we're not talking. There are 200 different swords in real world. (laughs) And they all have different, like, like little quirky things about them too. Like I've been using a flail and the flail, on strong attack three, five and six, if you rotate the analog stick, the flail spins and you do more damage. It's like wild little like touches to every single weapon that give it slight mechanical differences that are actually like noticeable and interesting. And then on top of all that, so you play the story mode character progression is data is like works across all modes. So you can play like Lubu in four free play levels. And then the levels that you gain will carry over to story mode. So, basically you play everyone's story mode of which there are like, even though there's like 30 characters, there's only like six or eight story modes. Um, it's mostly just six or eight stories. I can't remember for sure. (laughs) It's like, it might even only be four or five, but anyway, you can kind of assume different characters as you play through each of those stories. Lou booze is really the only one where you're kind of playing him the whole time, which is the one I started with. And, uh, and he's an asshole, uh, but um, it's it's once you finish the story modes, there's a whole set of challenges that you can do that are all like pretty tough and short. But then there's this whole ambition mode also where you basically go on procedurally generated battles over and over and over again with different characters, and you level them up and you level your base up. And this is like, you can play this mode for like hundreds of hours. And then eventually like the emperor shows up and gives you his sword, which is apparently not a very good weapon from what I was reading, but like that's sort of the end game. And then the difficulty ramps up and you can just play it at a super hard difficulty forever. If you want to. Like endless mode or like you keep, you just keep doing like the missions or is it like one endless level? No, no, no. You keep doing the missions, but they're very hard, I guess. So like against every person who has ever lived in the history of the world. (laughs) Yeah, It's just really interesting. interesting. And then on top of that, like, I also started listening to a podcast called three kingdoms podcast. That's very good. It concluded a few years ago, but, um, a gentleman from China, set out to do this podcast cuz he was talking he talks about in the intro episode how uh reading romance of the three kingdoms is really boring if you're from the west because you don't have any context for anything so like you don't know who chow chow is and stuff um unless you've played dynasty warriors but even i haven't played it enough to know who these people are really so sure. when you read romance of the three kingdoms it's sort of told from a it's written from the perspective of someone who is who knows who all these characters are already and if you grow up in China, you know who they are because they're major historical figures. It's like knowing who Lincoln and Washington are if you're American. And so he he set out to sort of, he was talking about how like for him, when he was growing up, reading Romance of the Three Kingdoms was like reading Game of Thrones. It's incredibly compelling and interesting, but without any of that context, it's really dry and boring for an American to read or a, a Westerner to read. So this podcast sort of retells the story of the novel and gives you context for who those people are. And he does a good job of making it interesting and exciting to listen to. So that listening to that alongside playing dynasty warriors is really interesting. Cause you can see where the game takes even more Liberty than the novel does. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I have a new respect for that series that I didn't have before. I think it's, it's, it's fun and I get it more now. Does this mean you're going to play like Fire Emblem Warriors and Zelda Hyrule Warriors? I mean, those were games that I wanted Warriors to right. eventually, I eventually wanted to play those games anyway, um, I, I, because they look interesting to me, but, uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Do
1: you <laughs> think this ends with you getting really deep into earth defense force?
2: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I really want to like earth defense force. Is that also a mega force that made, that makes those games?
1: I'm not sure. Honestly.
2: No. I don't think it is. Um I, I, I the concept of Earth Defense Force is very appealing to me but there's something about the way the giant ants look that is
3: a huge turn off.
2: I don't know what it is. Something about
3: the way the huge ants look that so is a real turn on mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I Earth Defense Force. I just know that
2: <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I don't have too much deeper thoughts about Dynasty Warriors. I just think that's it's a really good. The Switch version is really good. It it makes some visual sacrifices, it definitely looks like a PS three game, if not a PS two game at times, but mm-hmm. uh, it runs a 60 frames per second docked and in handheld mode, um, which is really what matters uh, for those games. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Is it a compelling thing to sit down for like three hours with, or is it better for just sitting down for like half an hour to 45 minutes and then being done with it?
2: That's how I've played it is sitting down for like half hour, 45 minutes. Usually like I've used it as kind of a, like, if I don't have time to dive into the witcher for before bed or whatever, because I've been playing a lot of apex still too. Um, so I'll play apex until like nine 30, 10 o'clock ish and go, well, I'm not quite ready for bed. Um, and then like play a level of dynasty warriors. Uh, but I could see if you had a clear goal in mind for what you, excuse me, wanted to like achieve with the session. Like I want to, finish this story or i want to get this character to this level i can see how it would be fun to play it for a longer stretch of time because like i said once you start thinking of it as i need to use these creeps you know to use a moba term to feed and get resources to be able to take on these larger enemies there is it's more interesting than just button mashing and then also there are combo systems in it so it it, it's simpler than a fighting game but you are doing different button combinations you're not if you just mash the same button over and over again you're not going to do well um you do have to like kind of change it up and and use parries and things like that and, and switch up your attacks and you can you carry two weapons the character's like main weapon and then a side weapon so switching between so the weapons lets you continue combos so you can do like a long a 10 hit combo with your spear switch over to your flail do another five hits and then switch back to your spear and so it's kind of cool to try to get the largest combo you can you can get going to um so I don't know. I, I could definitely see people sitting and playing it for longer periods of time.
3: Cool.
0: Some say Lu boo is still doing that attack string to this day.
2: Oh God. And I, I mean, I can't really stress enough that <laughs> the character, like the, the, the drama between the characters is so good. It's really, <laughs> really, really, really good. Like, I didn't know for the longest time until earlier this week that when they talk about eunuchs in Chinese history, they mean the like
0: the, they mean the like eunuch, right? Huh? Oh, you mean like you mean like uh, like the code eunuchs? Yeah, like I know. No, Unix. no, no, no.
1: I'm 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 gonna go into drastic. I mean
2: eunuch is in someone who has been like castrated. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> <laughs> like well, I, did, I did not know that like eunuchs in China who were castrated like they were, they had a lot of political power because they couldn't have children. And so emperors trusted them in ways that they wouldn't trust other people. I didn't know about that. When you I saw Game of Thrones, uh, it's, it's like the f- dynasty wars is real wild. There's like a moment where, where I, I beat it, a, 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 a another character and they yelled, why did I ever become a eunuch? <laughs> and like, I don't want to make light of, that horrible practice, but <laughs> I mean,
3: he said, what did I become a unit? No, uh, no. And, and, mean, and in, nice.
2: in, in 90s history, in, in many cases, people did it to themselves to gain political power. It wasn't, wow. it wasn't just, good. there were definitely people who it was done as a, as a punishment and that's horrible, but there were people who did it to themselves to become. Wow.
1: Politicians.
2: And, well, yeah, like my,
1: well, now we have a podcast title. Thank you for that.
2: There's one guy you beat up and, <laughs> and he just goes on this like 30 second monologue about how he's like going to find you again someday. And he's, he's going to make his house proud and stuff. And like, he's going to beat you. And he's just kind of like little wimpy guy mm-hmm. and Lou Boo just like gives him a look and then rides away. It's, it's good. Some of that, it's, there's some good drama in there.
0: Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. And congratulations on achieving the impossible and getting that apex legends win.
1: Ooh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, congrats. I st- still haven't yep. done it. Yeah, It
2: was, it was a funny, it was funny too. Cause, uh, we had a hard time getting wins for a while. And then my buddy and I were playing last night and granted we did have a pretty good teammate, but really like, it was like just another game. I didn't even really get that tense at the end because we, we were in such a good position. I just looked up and noticed there were only two squads left and they had to come into the circle. And I had a Mastiff and I was just posted up in a house. And then my buddy and the other guy, the random guy were across the street in another house and he was caustic. So he had laid gas everywhere. Hell yeah. so I was like, there's n- there's no way we lose this really like this. This is, they are coming in from out of the circle already damaged. And so I just started popping them with the mastiff and killed knocked the shields off of all three of them and then they started dying and like trying to res but it was it was a good game it felt good to to win one and i definitely feel like i'm improving at that game over time and that's really exciting
1: one could say apex legends is a good game
0: (laughs) i yeah after after finding out that you stop getting loot boxes that like made me go mm, maybe i should wait until they put more loot
2: in because i don't i mean am not like crazy about they what's in there. they will have the bat the new battle pass is supposed yeah. to launch in like two weeks so yeah so yeah. maybe it i mean cool. if- I would argue if your thrust is watching numbers go up and getting loot, it may not ever be the right. I'm not necessarily accusing you of that, but yeah, like no. anyone listening who does that's their thing is yeah, uh, no. maybe should just buy Titanfall too. Cause uh, literally, you know, literally it's just, they'll stop giving you
0: loot boxes. Like, I don't care if it's like every other level or whatever, or if, if they had dupes at some point, cause obviously like, you know, eventually you get everything there is to get, but mm-hmm. yeah, cause they don't
2: do dupes, but it's I, definitely, I it's, de- I mean, really the way that game is monetized, is pretty unfortunate in a lot of ways because like, getting the characters is totally reasonable. It's not that expensive. And even yeah. if you were to buy them and it actually doesn't take that much play time to grind them out. Like yeah. I have enough for a character. You could definitely get unlock both of the characters in the time between when that game came out and when the next one will come out. Yeah. Um, and so that part's fine. It's not like it's unfair from a gameplay perspective at all, but I'm sitting on like 1800 apex coins. I bought a couple of loot boxes. Cause I was like, and what else am I going to do with this? Um, I got those coins from buying the founders pack. I had already gotten the two characters. I have nothing to spend legend points on now because you can't buy the legend point skins in the store unless you also buy the paid uh, skins mm. that they're attached to. Oh. So oh. <laughs> oh, there's nothing to spend on, spend legend points I thought on. They were just alternate. No, you have alternate. to buy. Oh That's why God. there's the little lock oh. icon. Cause you have oh. to buy the oh, skin buy it's him. attached to. It's terrible. Yeah, that's like that game is like my I haven't played a competitive shooter that has grabbed me this much since like at least the launch of Overwatch, if not Mm. earlier than that, because I think I like it more than Overwatch. Um, So like I'm head over heels for this game, but it is definitely like I'm not spending twenty dollars on a skin, and yeah. the the ways in which they let you spend currency on things, like they should let you buy loot boxes with those legend points, even if they're really expensive. I, I imagine they'll, yeah, like I imagine
0: <laughs> like adjust things because, like you know, this game was pretty secretive up until launch. Um, yeah, and so I, I imagine th- they'll adjust that, and
2: also maybe you can buy a battle pass with those coins. That'd be really definitely. Yeah. 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 I'm saving on, I'm holding on to the rest of the coins for, to buy the new character when it drops and to buy the, the no pun intended and to buy the battle pass when it comes out. Um, Mm -hmm. cause I'll be in on that stuff and I'm sure the battle pass will be cool. I would like to see them add character levels and weapon levels. Um, that'd be nice.
0: I mean, that you kind of get that with like the tracker stuff that you can put on your,
2: uh, yeah, banner card, but yeah, but a level that would unlock like, Mm -hmm. I think they could overhaul the, the cosmetic crafting system so that you're getting points for each specific character and weapon. Um, so like in addition to generic crafting materials or whatever, there could be a little number that, that you could use to unlock stuff by leveling up those specific things. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I also spent
0: $150 on Overwatch loot boxes during my time with that game. So yeah, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. I so, would just buy, I would just buy like the fifty pack when they did like the seasonal stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fair. I
1: don't know. I'm interested in seeing how that game evolves. Like right now, it's in a really strong. Oh, release. I hope it doesn't evolve that <laughs> game.
2: <laughs> All right, fine.
1: Did, did you see uh, the, Did you see the post they made yesterday? Actually, that was like addressing a whole bunch of stuff.
2: No, I didn't. But they've right. been pretty transparent. So
1: yeah, um, I'll link it in the okay, description yeah. of this podcast.
0: Um. But let's see. Do we want to talk about my game or the game that three of us have been playing? Or do you have a game too, Sam? Right? That only you have played. No. Okay. You mentioned a game before, but uh, I don't know. What do we want to talk about? Because why don't you Why don't you talk about your thing, and then we can. Okay, and then we can close out with the uh, yeah, the multi-person. We t- that's tend to be how we do things, anyways. Usually, close out with the big game. Uh, yeah, I finally got around to playing Resident Evil two. Uh, my, one of my most anticipated games of this year that Kingdom Hearts three, uh, it is a much, it is a better game than Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, it feels like a modern game, but also incredibly faithful to that original Resident Evil two, which, you know, you can go anywhere and you can hear that take. Um, but I, everyone was talking about how great Mr. X is in this game and like how he's like so terrifying. He's just annoying. He's a pain in the ass. He doesn't. I, because So you can't kill Mr. X, Mr. X that's at a point in the game. Uh, he shows up and then he is following you or like, you know, stalking you basically around the police station from that point forward. Um, until a point later in the game where he is disposed of. Uh, And you can hear him stomping around. Uh, I don't know if it's like my headphones or the audio mix or what, but it's really hard to tell exactly where he's like stomping around. If he's like above me or in like the hallway next to me or in a room across from me or whatever, you know, hard to figure out where he is. And what Mr. X does is he just like walks into a room where you are looks at you and then power walks towards you. Uh He will, he will never catch you if you keep moving. Uh, and you know, if you keep running and going through rooms and then eventually like you get far enough away that you can like kind of hide or get to like a safe room and he won't go into like any of the safe rooms, Uh, which is, which is nice because then he, he can't kill you and then he'll just walk away. Like he doesn't know where you are, which is okay, fine. Um, but like, the thing that really killed it for me was there's a part where you have to go into like the library and he was just like basically hanging out in the library. He wouldn't leave. It's like, he knew I was supposed to be there for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So I was like doing, like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to like, be loud over here and I'm going to run away and like be quiet and like sneak around, go up around the long way. I walk into the attic, which is right next to the library. And like as I walk, I get to the door, and the motherfucker opens the door and is standing right in front of me. I'm like, what the fuck? I have to turn around and run away. I'm like, and it just became like this big, tedious thing. Uh, and then, so to finally get around all that, I just had to like Benny Hill my way around the library and move these bookcases while he was like walking down the stairs. And I climb up the ladder and then he climbs up the ladder, but I'm running down the stairs while he climbs up the ladder. And then I move the bookcase and I, the whole process repeats. And that was just, it felt like I I see what they're doing. Like I appreciate it. I think they did it better in Resident Evil seven. There's a scene sequence at like the beginning of the game where uh, the father daddy is uh, chasing you around the house. And I feel like that that was just why I haven't played that game. uh, It's it's a much, it's much better. It's, it's done much better than I think the Mr. X stuff in this is
1: Uh, like, to me, it kind of sounds Cover. like... Uh, did you ever play Amnesia or SOMA? Yes,
0: yes. Um, yes, like, I played Amnesia. I played most of SOMA.
1: So with Amnesia, like at some point, you start to realize the mechanics of the monster, and it becomes like nowhere near as scary. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it sounds like with Mr. X. You're like, oh, also- I understand your mechanics. You're no longer really terrifying.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. it's mainly just like... If he, like, he, you know, he hits you when he does a lot of damage. With amnesia, at least, there's like the, if you know, part of it is like, you don't know where you're going really, or like, you know, you've got to get somewhere, and then you have to like manage like your light and the, uh, sanity stuff. Sanity. There's, you don't have to, and I, there are safe, there aren't safe places in amnesia, right? I don't remember, um, but, uh,
1: There are a few, but well, not, mm-hmm. they're not entirely safe, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're like, and like i said you can just run and do like a safe room uh sure. yeah. and hide and then so but i so i beat the first playthrough and like i had fun i enjoyed my time with it so i was like okay i'll start the uh, second playthrough uh i played as claire the first time uh and then so i started the leon b scenario which is supposed to take place at the same time as like the a scenario but you're solving a lot of the same puzzles mm. Like some of the things that like happen in Claire's walk th- or playthrough, which would be resolved by the time Leon gets in or whatever into the police station, it's I don't know. There's this stuff does make sense, but um, anyway, the B playthrough is fucked.
1: Just like super yeah. hard,
0: or oh yeah. Well, I mean, for me at least, uh, like Mister X shows up way earlier, uh, mm-hmm. and. The like the point I'm at, like I have to walk by a bunch of liquors, and if you are familiar with Resident Evil Two, you know the liquors are these like skinned humans with like exposed brains, uh, big tongues, and they kind of like crawl around on like ceilings and walls and stuff. And in Resident Evil Two, they're blind. Uh, in the remake, they're blind, so you can sneak by them if you walk very slowly and like don't make any noise. But then. And you're like, Oh, okay. Mr. X is gone. I'm just going to walk out of this hall. Nice and slow. Cause there's a liquor right outside the door and it won't move for some reason. And then Mr. X opens the door across the hall. You're like shit. He sees me. I buy this liquor. And like the room <laughs> I got to go to is in another hallway. That's like three zombies and a liquor. Yeah, it's, it's just all bad, man. It's all a bad scene. <laughs> <That>
2: sounds, <laughs> and the
0: zombies can weird. like, the zombies can bust down doors. Uh, so like you're never really safe from a zombie unless you're in a safe room. Mm. And it's just like, mm, uh, but it's fun. Uh, but like, I don't know the Mr. X stuff I think could have been done better.
1: Do you think, Uh, um, two things, do you think it's better than original resident evil two and how does it stack uh, up to resident evil seven for you?
0: Uh, I have to play it more like i want to finish the b stuff go through the leon campaign and stuff uh it's very it's very faithful to those original games with like you know some like some altered story stuff i guess i it's been a while since i played resident evil 2 and i don't ever i never did like the b scenario playthrough so i don't even know mr x was a thing because he wasn't in like the a scenarios uh in resident evil 2 um he's got a stupid hat god Yes, fedora I, thing.
2: Have you? Have any of you seen the uh, the? I saw a video that uh, did the the Phil Collins thing, uh, like the <laughs> of him coming I'm through the door. This. So like you could hear in the air tonight playing, and then like after the drum when the the, uh-huh. the, the drums happen, and then Mr. X bursts through the door. And it's just like blown out volume of the chorus in the United <laughs> Very funny. It's, it's, it's a, that meme came and went in a very quick fashion because it, yeah, was very funny at first. It quickly got not funny, but that one is very funny. But uh, like, yeah, it, I, I wish he was better. Uh, and not just
0: like, like, I don't even want, like, cause you can like stun him if you shoot him a bunch. I shot, I've shot him once and you get an achievement for shooting off his hat. Yep. Uh, but like I got, I was like waiting in a room. I was like incredibly silent and he just walks into the hallway and busts into the room I'm in and I'm like, how did you know I was here? <laughs> and so he does that sometimes where and it just doesn't feel fair because, or like he'll walk into a room and know you're there, even though he usually needs line of sight, but I'm like hiding behind like a wall and he's like, Oh, I know where you are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just like why why do you know who told you what did you think of that very self-aware capcom tweet
0: oh that was very good yeah. uh like uh, yeah um so people have modded for those who don't know people have modded the pc version to include uh to play to change the music that plays when mr x sees you uh with like uh, what is it what song is it
1: isn't uh, x gonna give it to you
0: yeah x gonna give it to you uh and so Capcom put out a tweet announcing the uh, announcing that they put in original costumes for Claire and Leon from like that look like the PS2 versions but like upresed that started knock knock open up the door it's real yeah. uh, which is <laughs> very good that's very funny that is good social media from a company
1: from Capcom <laughs>
0: yeah capcom's killing it they've been they've been doing a good job recently uh, monster Hunter world resident evil 7 um no beautiful joe 2 where the fuck is it no one needs that
1: yes they do yeah,
0: yeah but that was before resident evil 7 and that was that was old capcom this is new capcom uh, so the rumor is they're already working on Resident Evil 3, but also there's someone saying like if the fans demand it. So who knows? And then also probably a Resident Evil 8 is also in the works. I imagine we see that before we see Resident Evil 2. Hmm. Do you I think, think you when think? they say Resident Evil 3 is in
2: the works, I think they mean, hey, we're like pre-production. Is... Do you think that the, and I haven't played 7 and I do want to someday, so I'm, you know, don't spoil the ending of it. But sure. do you think that Resident Evil 8 will take on the kind of tone that 7 has? Or do you think it'll go back to a more like goofier look, like kind of like what Resident Evil 6 was?
0: I, I don't think they go back to the Resident Evil 6 stuff after like after the reception of 6 like 6 sold a lot um, I guess I, I mean just, I think just recently like sales wise and stuff financially uh, 7
2: finally overtook 6 in sales I guess I mean more so like the tone and the less the obviously 6 was also not particularly enjoyable like from what I've heard it's not very good from a gameplay perspective either so like mm-hmm. assuming that they stick with the the, the I think magic they stick with seven. I think they stick with like, like two
0: and seven are very similar. Like seven is a return to form uh, for the series, like a return to like the three, one through like Veronica era, and like a little bit of four. But
1: um, seven is pretty, it's, a boister- little more. it's pretty boisterous though. Like, like towards the end, like at the yeah. beginning, it's yeah, and I it's guess that's kind of. Food, f- and like the last I, act, it kind of
0: falls apart. It just becomes like a bad shooter, kind of.
2: I don't really know how where it. I've managed to avoid finding out where it ultimately goes. I've seen everything up until you're in the basement fighting the the monsters mm-hmm. in the basement. Sure. So I know it goes weirder places than that as it goes on. Um, mm-hmm. I just that I think. <laughs> It's hard for me because it's the it's the horror aesthetic that I have the most trouble with uh, getting through. But I really appreciate the kind of like the 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 kind of people in the middle of nowhere that are you know Texas Chainsaw kind of scary stuff. That is an extremely effective brand and aesthetic of horror. Uh, so I think it would be. I know it gets away from that as the game progresses, but I think it's interesting that, that that's what they chose to go with. And I would be interested to see them see more A takes on that kind of, um, more dark, serious yeah. for, yeah,
0: for me, it's not even like the setting of the game. Like I can, I can totally understand why why people find that like very effective, like Austin Walker talked about like how he finds that kind of stuff, like incredibly, uh, incredibly unsettling. Um, but for me, uh, like that isn't like a super effective form of horror, but I think that game just like the overall aesthetic and the way it's executed work extremely well. And I think uh, like the the zombies and liquors by themselves in Resident Evil Two, I think, are effective enough at like causing trouble because they're real hard to dodge sometimes, especially in those like cramped corridors. Like because you don't have the freedom of movement that you'd like. Uh, like in Resident evil seven, it's a first person game. So you can just kind of move exactly how you want. Um, but there's a little bit of a, since this is like a third person, it's, it's pretty stiff for like a modern game. I'd say like you kind of have like a big turn radius, which is interesting. And like, you have a quick turnaround, um, but like, it's not easy to bob and weave and like the zombies are quicker than you'd like at times. So getting around them is not always the easiest thing. I'm finally starting to get a handle on that, but it's, you know, like when you've got three zombies in front of you and a liquor and so you're like, okay, well, how am I going to get around this? I don't want to like run because my shotgun can't kill the liquor fast enough, but also I got three zombies and I can't just like waltz or like, you know, stride through here, or stroll through here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it puts, some interesting uh, challenges in the way. And I'd like to try my hand at learning to speed run the game. If I can beat this fucking scenario. Um, but we'll, we'll see about that. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's Resident speed. Evil 2. They put out some DLC for it, uh, which I want to do, uh, which is like side stories, like non Claire or Leon stories. There's like, the gun shop owner from Resident evil two is like a story, the police chief's
2: daughter or something like stories where you play as them. Yeah. You play as them. They're like short little, like that's so I cool. Yeah. Uh, they, they're
0: really good at DLC with
2: these games. Uh, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. i'll check them out. Speaking of uh, desiccated corpses, bring back being brought back to life. Uh, well, uh, is that Bioware? Yeah, that was the joke
0: okay. <laughs> Uh Sam, tell us all about Destiny. Uh, <laughs> Don't about tell De- all about
2: Destiny. Destiny. Please do not tell, tell us, us all
0: about <laughs> Anthem. We've
2: already been going for 45
0: minutes. Anthem. Dan them.
3: Okay, so there's three character classes: the warlock, oh, titan, and hunter. <laughs> Here we Time go. <laughs> God damn, it. Nathan Fillion is, is there. He's not anymore. Gonna, not anymore. He's there in my dreams. Yeah, and in any mission that his character's voice uh, lines were in, even though he's dead. And Nolan North. Yeah.
1: No, oh yeah, Nolan North replacing uh,
3: and and, uh, and a wizard that came from the moon. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nolan North's. Uh, Nolan North Nathan Fillion impression is so good they never needed to hide Nathan Fillion in the first place. I know.
2: I don't. It is funny to me that they wait. Is like, that yeah. who did? Is that who did? Cade in the yeah for, for a second. But Nolan wow. North can sound exactly like Nathan Fillion. He also yeah.
1: He also became the ghost, didn't he? Yeah, that's
2: why I was confused.
0: I thought yeah. you were saying Nathan Fillion instead of Peter Dinklage. You was know, like, well, what are you talking about? Because
2: the, the whole <laughs> the whole joke when the Uncharted movie was going to be a thing, and they yeah. and they cast Mark Wahlberg in it, which that movie will never come out. Um, but no. uh,
3: it's it, currently it was, starring Tom Holland.
2: Oh yeah, yeah right. right. It's limb. changed all around, oh, but yeah, like. They yeah, should have cast, they should have cast, well, they should have cast Nolan North, but then when that wasn't going to happen, people lobbied for them to cast Nathan Fillion. Cause they're like the same person.
1: Sure. I would
3: see a Tom Cruise, Nathan Drake movie. No, I would not.
1: I would see a Steve Buscemi one.
3: <laughs> Retired Nathan Drake. Yeah. Steve
2: Buscemi could play Sully.
3: Oh, that would be good. <laughs> I mean, uh, actually should play.
2: Sully. Sully is what's his name? Um, I'm just brain farting. Uh, this is, this has gone off the rails.
3: So (laughs) Uh, the anthem of creation, Bruce, Bruce Campbell should
0: play. Sully is who's, is is the anthem of creation. Uh,
3: so Anthem is a loot shooter made by Uh Bioware. Uh, Uh, I'm going to say right now upfront that the genre and the way that you play that game are completely at odds with the Bioware storytelling method. to the point where I find that I care absolutely nothing about any of the characters. Cause I'm like, I would like to play this game. That's interesting. Walk around and talk to people.
2: That's very interesting. Do you want to talk was... about that now? Or do you want to continue to give the overview and we can come back to it? Cause I have thoughts. I don't on think
3: that. we need to give the overview. Everybody knows why I'm doing yeah, Okay
2: sure we've talked about it a few times on this podcast
0: it's
3: Uh, a a iron man also destiny game
2: yeah fucking there was a there was okay i don't know what we want to talk about first i cannot believe that this video game got made by bioware and released by ea sorry
1: question as a long time bioware fan and a not loot shooter fan
3: Yes. Uh, bother buying this game.
1: Okay. I was going to ask if any of this Bioware story character kind of stuff other than the codex like if the story is, is interesting enough to play through as a solo player. Um
3: well, well. Uh, I've been playing it solo. Uh I can name two characters in the game. Uh-huh. Uh I th- I think that like I don't know. Maybe it's better on PC, but like you're talking about the facial animations being great and they're all terrible. Like the majority (laughs) of the characters on Xbox just like stare into the middle distance. So
2: there's very clearly Mm -hmm. like, it's like Gran Turismo. There's very clearly like the pr- the premium characters and then the not so premium characters like Owen's facial animations are spectacular, but mm-hmm. all of the tertiary characters that you talk to around there, they do that. So when I made that comment, I was kind of, it was cause I was in a specific sequence with Owen where I noticed it.
0: Um, yeah. And it's yes. like, there's some stuff with Haluk at the very beginning. Yes. But, he's very um, good. good. Oh no. I was having a conversation with, the bar owner i was I was having a conversation with the bar owner, and she was talking about something and she was looking at me and she's looked away and just stared off into like the distance like she like she was like reliving some horrific moment just looked she looked
2: back at me why like, well, you seen some shit i I gotta say I can see why you would feel that way, Sam, but I kind of feel the opposite in that I actually really dig the characters and i I like the writing and the voice acting quite a lot um like there's certainly characters that are better than others. Um, but I feel like it has a lot of personality and I, I don't, I actually am not going to make destiny comparisons because I think that the fact that there's guns that have colors on them and that the power level goes up is kind of the only similarity to destiny and that you shoot things. Yeah.
0: You like know, you on discrete
2: missions. Yeah, but in it, they're they're so much more discreet than they are in Destiny, in my opinion. Yeah, like, definitely, they'll have like more their missions. Destiny, feel, I mean, I know structurally they're almost the same, but Destiny feels like it flows in a way because of the way that you, yes, you open a menu, but you're like you you're, you warp up to your ship, and then the loading screen, is, screen screen is your ship flying to the next thing, and then landing. Like it feels very much like it flows from what am I going to do to doing the thing in a very different way than Anthem. And I actually kind of love the way that Anthem does it, even though I think that most people are going to hate it or at least not like it as much as destiny because like Anthem in a weird way almost feels more like a mech warrior game to me than it does like destiny because you spend so much time in between missions, talking around, walking around the fort, talking to NPCs, lovingly like making changes to your javelin. And then when you go to do a mission, it's like selected on a map, set all of the menu options, set your consumables that you're going to use that mission. And then like when you hit go, you are, you are going into the mission at that point. And it's such a break. I think part of it is because Mm -hmm. it feels so different to walk around Fort Tarsus than it does to control your javelin. But I think Mm -hmm. it's totally wild that they got away with the structure of the game being what it is and that EA didn't like tear it apart. Cause it's, it's structured like a, like a nineties game in a lot of ways.
3: <laughs> it plays like, it's structured like monster hunter. So you go back sort of, to your, yeah. into a world, which has all the stuff and all the plot progression, like all the plot, all the uh, progression and like items and gear are all done in HQ well, and then you go out on your expeditions
2: there's some story stuff that happens out on the expeditions, but only in like the key oh, yeah. or the core missions. I don't know if, how many you've played, but there is, and I'm not as far as Andre, but I just did one that has, uh, the, what is his name? The bad guy. I've only seen him. of oh, the, the monitor, the monitor. There's stuff with the monitor that happens in the mission where there's a cutscene and he like talks to you and
3: does stuff. So, wow. Just rinse the DC universe for character names. Okay. <laughs>
2: I think that's the thing that's interesting to me and why I can't argue that the narrative is particularly present even yet. Um, But the world is so fascinating and like, it's just very, a very interesting setting because it's so mysterious, but it doesn't feel like, it, it, it still feels like a place. And I really find that interesting. And uh, I don't know, part of that's maybe the codex stuff, but uh, it's cool. Uh, the way that the world's rules work and everything, the Anthem of creation and the, the, the cortexes and stuff.
0: It's uh, it like reminds me, the world reminds me of horizon zero dawn in a lot of ways. Uh, but because it's not a, like a story based game, like I'm and, not going to get it. Cause I don't want to sit there and read the codex. Like that's not what I, what I come to games for, so I'm not going to get like the story dumps really aside from like the occasional long cut scene where they're like, Oh, well when that two years ago or whatever, when the dominion
2: attacked and blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah. So,
1: sometimes I get the story dumps and let me tell you, <laughs>
2: I, I like reading codex entries. So I think that that stuff works pretty well for me. Um, and I, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I also think on a more negative from a more negative standpoint, I think that this game is maybe a terrible multiplayer game. Um, like you know, every time play I've played. Sense? Yes. Every time I've played a it multiplayer, it's even after I moved it over to my yeah. SSD, so I could get faster load times. It's just been not fun because it turns into like everyone Goes to the mission area, spreads out, and you have to fight to be able to kill anything because people kill it so fast. Uh, and it's well, like, what difficulty are you playing on? I'm normal. I'm sure okay, on hard, so it's, I, it's
0: so much better on hard. It like it's I, ama- like if you're gonna do multiplayer, put it on hard because it actually becomes like a like a challenge, I guess. Like if you're playing on normal, you just decimate everything incredibly quickly on hard. You actually have to like think about and like utilize your skills in a meaningful way, which you have
2: to do if you play solo on. So that's the thing is I think it's, I, I, I should try it on hard and I will, but I think I'd like it more as a solo game on normal than I maybe even would as a hard game with multiple people. Because when you play it on normal solo, you actually have to like, I, when I got through the last mission, there was a point where I was almost completely out of ammo for both of my weapons and it didn't feel frustrating. It felt like satisfying that I had like, managed to win this fight and against this elite enemy and stuff. And I don't know, it felt good. I used all the tools that I have Uh equipped. I'm playing as the, in the interceptor, the like Uh fast Genji class. And honestly, it plays more like a character action game that way than it does like a, like a destiny style shooter. I'm flipping over enemies. I'm dropping in to do melee attacks and then I'm throwing my E ability and then I'm popping off a couple of shots and then I'm keyboard and mouse to play this. Absolutely. Oh, weird. Oh yeah, It's great
0: on keyboard and mouse. I, I heard the demo, like the controls were mess, like not good. No, it's fine. I, I've been using control the whole time.
2: No, no, I, I I'm enjoying it with keyboard and mouse. It's made it very, I can do stuff like I can jump, double jump, do a flip and then like kill two enemies before I hit the ground because I can aim really precisely that way. Um, so I'd say it's great. The gameplay part of it is awesome. It's basically I've always had a hard time getting into Warframe because um, I feel like Warframe is like, I don't know, floaty is maybe the word. There's something yeah, about true. the way that Warframe controls that just has never, it's not tight enough for me, mm-hmm. I don't think. And like Anthem is like that, except it nails that stuff. Um, you feel heavy in Anthem, which yeah. you should. You're in a giant robot, yeah too. So that stuff is very cool. But at the same time, like, like I said, I have not had fun playing with other people yet. I do think it's cool the way that different javelin classes, powers interact. Um, Mm -hmm. that stuff is neat. Andre and I played a little bit together and it was cool that he was like freezing stuff. And then I, it, it made it safer for me to jump in and use my melee stuff on them more. Um, that that's cool. But I think I like the idea of playing harder strongholds and other end game and then like end game stuff with people. But, Treating it as a single-player game to do all of the like story stuff, I guess.
1: Hey Sam, yeah. when you played Destiny, you had a core group that like kind of joined you, right? Are yeah. They, so are they jumping my, in?
3: Uh, like three or four, I think, of the like twenty people in our clan have said that they're coming coming over. Okay. Uh, most of them only play Destiny; like they don't play other video oh. games. Oh. Uh, So they'll play, they like, literally they'll come on, they'll do their weeklies on reset day. They'll do a raid during the week if they can. And then like, they might play a big release, like God of war or something, but like they don't switch to other games. And a lot of them are talking about playing the division though. Division two. So I think that I
2: I don't think they should play Anthem. Like, I don't think it would scratch that itch for them from what's in there right now
1: because of the loot or because of the playing or,
2: uh, well, like, I mean, you've seen it too, Sam, but like the, you get like one daily quest and then there's like a weekly quest, but like, it just doesn't seem like that kind
3: of game to me. The loop isn't super satisfying for me yet. Um, Um, and the story isn't satisfying me either. I'm really enjoying playing the game. Yeah. Uh, like the moment to moment gameplay is great when you're in the javelin, when I'm out of the javelin, I just want to be back in the javelin. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they need to cut down massively on your four tasks time.
2: And so like, it's interesting because I think most people would agree with you. And I think that the, I could totally see them cutting back on that stuff. And that's when I'll stop playing because like, I think I find the Fort Tarsus stuff super interesting, but I think most people will not like it because it's so slow.
3: Uh, it's, it just feels like it can, it kind of breaks the game a little bit. Like in monster hunter, like you're never not hunting because of plot for more than like two minutes, but like in uh, Anthem so far, there have been times when like, I mean, yes, I've been talking to people optionally and I've been like reading through cortex entries and stuff, but like I've been between missions for like 25 minutes and that's way too long. Like a lot of that stuff could be delivered maybe through like radio chatter or like uh maybe. Uh, I don't know. The, when the, they do
0: just really annoying things thing where really good. they're they're, they do this annoying thing where you like talk to someone and then like, okay, there's their conversation done. Then you like go talk to someone else. And then like the person you just talked to, who's across the map has like a new conversation. I was just there. (laughs) Couldn't we have dealt with this or like, okay, I've talked to everyone. And then like, I'm walking up the stairs to get my javelin
2: to like go out on a new mission. And then this person's like,
0: Hey, can you come talk to me real quick?
2: Oh, and I, I've been enjoying that stuff cause it feel makes it feel kind of organic in a way. Like I, I never really liked the way that it, I shouldn't say that cause I like the content of the conversations you would have with the crew, but mm-hmm. I don't love the, the, the way that it's like, okay, did a mission. Let's talk to everybody on the Normandy now and go mm-hmm. down the list, the checklist of who to talk to. I, I really like the way that with Anthem, it's like you look at the map and see these two people want to talk to you. And then you. Mm-hmm slowly yeah. walk over to them and talk to them and then somebody else.
1: But so,
2: I get why people wouldn't, because it's so plotting.
1: What this game needs is a Kelly Chambers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it has a Kelly Chambers. She, she just doesn't do the thing that Kelly Chambers does. That Zoe character is like very much a Kelly Chambers kind of role.
0: So they talk about or they were like, "Oh yeah, there's no relationships in this game," but no, like, nope. There, there's this, there's this lady.
2: She keeps flirting with me, like very uh, overtly. I think that they're, I think that they shoehorned in some romance stuff later in the game because people maybe. flipped out about it. Because I no, know maybe. that's Zo- that's Zoe. I think is who you're talking about, right? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, okay. Cause I feel like it's a Christian Shaw character. Oh, I haven't met her yet. I feel like Zoe has been very, like there's been flirtation happening back and forth. And then also, who the fuck there's is been, Zoe? She's the, she's the
1: woman.
3: Oh, one.
2: oh yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't, everyone's kind of flirty with you though.
0: Yeah,
3: that's what I'm I saying. If, with by the other freelancer, the black yeah, lady. Freelancer. That's what I was going to say. Wraith.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sexy,
0: yeah. bad, t- sexy, bad decisions. Yep. you probably haven't gotten that either. No,
2: but, but I, I, I think that, that like even the, and then there's also the dude, the dude that stands by the dailies and weekly stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. lucky Jack, lucky Jack. Lucky, lucky Jack. Yeah. You can totally like, I could, Yeah. There's a lot of there's yeah, a lot. I, of, I chose a lady.
0: Uh, Sam, you chose a guy. You chose Zac Efron or something, right?
3: Uh, well, I would also like to point out that that I pick a character. I picked a character face who had a beard, and every time they show my character in the suit up animation, he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> I because, don't even like. There's so many like. I don't there's know, So many bugs in this game. Like, I don't the even know why they have a level
2: face anyway. You
3: almost I, never see the they don't let you customize it. They're like, these are the 30 faces. I hope it, it doesn't, doesn't, don't have a face that doesn't look like this. Yeah. It doesn't, it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. That, uh,
2: anytime you're in the social spaces, you, you are, you are, you're in your javelin.
3: So yeah. But like, uh, I, in two years time, when the second year of content comes out and they're like, and now all of these non javelin sections, i look like fucking, Mm-hmm. Like Leo I don't think they're going to do that.
0: I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I don't know. um So uh,
3: we talked about like a the, totally the, 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 quanti- the,
0: the quality the quantity of writing is not necessarily what you'd expect from a games game. Like, you normally, you expect very heavy exposition and lots of talking to people in like conversation trees and whatnot and they you have like binary options like yeah. i'm a good person or like i'm kind of a dick
3: Full conversations uh, are you have
0: paragon and so renegade far. options yeah and there are some very good conversations uh so but so sam you do not care for the dialogue at, or like the conversations writing no at pretty. all really
3: I love, I love Bioware games. Like mm-hmm. we've talked at length about yeah. how much I love Bioware games and how I don't think that Bioware has really been a thing since the doctors have left, but I digress. Um, I, yeah, I don't think this game holds up to Bioware games at all. Personally. Okay. Uh, Pat? I
2: like it a lot. I don't know that I'm the best judge of what holds up to Bioware games because I, the last Bioware game that I really enjoyed was Dragon Age 2. So um, mm-hmm. like uh, I, uh,
3: and, if you, if you and, enjoy,
2: I'm just, do you enjoy the writing? it? I do. Yes. Yes. I, I'm just saying, I don't think I I'm not making a statement on whether or not I think it holds up. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually think mass effect two is great, but maybe a little overrated, um, personally, but so I'm not a very good judge of, of, of Bioware writing. Um, okay. like, uh, but, but, but in general, yes, I'm enjoying the dialogue quite a bit. I don't think it's like, if it's not as good as like good television, No, no. like it's not, it's not great, but it's better than I expected. And certainly better than what was presented in the demo there. Uh, Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, Uh, there's, there's engaging, uh, writing like conversations and stuff like there's one conversation i had with yarrow who was like the yeah. one of the only white men there are very few white men in this game which is also another thing this is like an incredibly diverse cast without feeling like they went out of their way to be diverse it's just like oh yeah there's a lot of like brown people <laughs> women and stuff that you're interacting with and are important to the story um Yaro, uh, there's a point where he's like, Oh yeah, well, after this, we can go to the bar. Maybe they will have some fortua brew. And, and your character's like, Oh, is that your favorite? And Yaro says, let me tell you there's fortua brew. And then there's swill. You may say you have a different favorite drink and I will
2: only feel sorry for you. <laughs> I thought that was a very good I, bit of writing. I think so far my favorite three characters are Owen Yarrow and, uh, and Zoe They're, I I like the three of them quite a bit. <laughs>
3: Uh, I think yeah. the, my favorite bit so far is the like CG cutscene about the town. The, the, uh, the, Dominion. By the Dominion. See, yeah. I, the I, I
2: really didn't like that. Like, I don't know. The, something about Yaro, even though I like Yaro a lot as a character, his read of that was so, I just was like, Okay, so the bad guys attacked the city and they did a bad thing. I get it. Like this doesn't need to be two two minutes long. They, they wanted their cool like person. I with the, the
0: baby
3: was awesome. Or,
2: yeah, the it the freelancer with the uh, the child rolling around.
3: Yeah. It so was that fine. got me more
2: interested in the story. And that's great. I mean, I'm glad it was a, it's effective for people because for that actually was the thing that I. I was almost like, is the story just going to be bad? Because this seems like it's going to be bad. And then I did the mission where you meet the monitor, and I was that has me back on the. Actually, I want to see how this goes. Um,
3: I do um, still think the story is going to be bad.
2: It's totally possible.
0: I, I don't want to. I mean, you enjoy Destiny and Destiny Two, so like,
3: I think those the stories are very story, good. But
2: they're not. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. I think Forsaken is the best storytelling that Bungie has done. <laughs> uh, Forsaken is awesome, maybe I mean, I, And that sure, Destiny. Uh, the stuff around
0: Forsaken sounds awesome, but Destiny One is does is not a story. Doesn't have a story. 2, yeah, exactly. And Destiny Two is like,
3: eh, is funny. I five. did. I Destiny after they fixed it by putting a real story in.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, what's uh, the real story is still very thin. I will say, even yeah, it's yeah. Fixed, yeah. But let me touch you about sword logic.
3: Okay,
0: that's so, <laughs> it's, it's not in the game. I, I'm sorry,
2: we have to dismiss this. What,
0: the, the
3: thing that somebody I think somebody mentions that, sword logic, it's in the game. <laughs> I think that, that the
2: the thing that would make Anthem more compelling over time would be if they add more javelins, Um but not okay. like but not like add more javelins, like one every six months, which is what they might actually do. I mean, like treat it like warframe where there's a new warframe, like every two months. Um, and they're I mean, not they going to, they've long. got like quarterly content updates planned.
0: Right. Like, I don't think there'll be a javelin in each one though. Maybe not, but uh, maybe who knows? Uh, I, I think they need to add like some more customization options. Like I'm level 15, almost 16. And I haven't gotten any, new customization options. All I have is the stuff that's in the shops. Well, if you'd buy some shards, <laughs> but where I could, ju- I'm almost to like 61,000, which would let me buy like the dreadnought pack for like the tight or the Colossus. But, um, it does seem like there's not a lot of volume there, of that stuff. There are, yeah. And like, cause they say like, Oh, you'll get blueprints. If you complete challenges, and I've come complete a lot of challenges. and I've not gotten many blueprint uh, blueprints. So there are two shops, uh, at least where I'm at in the game. And you say you haven't gotten here, but, uh, and they're right next to each other. They're literally across from fucking each other. And what? It is a bioware game.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's no romance for you, but the other characters, Ooh, watch out. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, so there there are two there are two shops and they're right next to each other. They sell the exact same fucking things. Yeah, some of that <laughs> stuff is weird. And but like the characters like, oh yeah, we you know our new shop and you know check out our new stock and blah blah blah. It's all it's all the same. <sighs> there's also it's, and it can't it's like crafting but it's just buying crafting items to like make weapons hmm. which you can kind of do if
2: you're like I what? that's sort of the other thing that I'm finding I, I love controlling the javelins and that my fears about the flight being limited are totally unfounded that that's not a problem at all um hmm. but uh the I actually I like everything about the kit of my javelin except that and the shooting is good but the guns don't feel like they're very good. Like destiny has such the guns feel so specific. Like okay. when you get exotics and I know that, that we're nowhere near getting anything like that in Anthem anyway, but like even I, I, I would have this reaction in destiny where it was like, well, I got to use this battle rifle for a while and then, and then like get a hand cannon that was a little bit better and be excited to swap to a hand cannon because like, Oh, I like that gun a lot. Mm -hmm. They feel very distinct. Whereas in this game, it just feels like the rate of fire is different. That's basically Mm. like, Agree. The differences mm-hmm. in the guns, so it's kind of funny because like I really enjoy playing it in, like a character action game, but I'm very I'm using my guns as little as I can because that's the least interesting part about the combat and the
3: gameplay. Mm-hmm. Game. Um, uh, yeah. well, super interesting, I have to say. Like the cool. um, sniper rifle that charges and the bullets explode. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh, cool. The- the grenade
0: launchers are interesting um, because I th- some of them like, I don't maybe it's all of them. Like if you hit, I think they stick into the enemies. Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. They do like a little bit of damage. They do like three damage when the grenade hits them. And then like the grenade will explode and do more.
2: Damage. I'll say, I do have a shotgun that if you hold the fire button down, it tightens the spread pattern. And that is yeah. cool. It's a little frustrating because my javelin type, you want to dash a lot. And if you dash in the middle of the holding it down, it resets the spread. Um, so you can't like, you can't start charging the spread and then dash around and let it go, which is what I want to be able to do. Um, so that could just be that that's not a good fit for my class. But um, yeah. it, again, it's, it's weird. It's not like the shooting feels bad. It's just that the, the guns I've encountered so far have felt very, it's similar to Warframe in that there's just like, yeah, I push a button and then the bullets come out. Um, yeah. but it's far more fun to use my abilities than to use the guns.
3: I've been playing as a Colossus, uh, so because because I was like, this is the one that's like the most interesting and different to play as, um, and having the auto cannon is really interesting because when you aim down sights, it starts to spin the drum up, yeah. So you can like fire at full rate as long as you're aiming down sights mm-hmm. and keep that's that. Cool. So it's quite interesting because obviously in a lot of like mini gun style games, they like slowly speed up as you hold the right trigger down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Team, it,
0: Fortress, um, Team Fortress Two did that Went to secondary click, and then you spin it up, and then you walk slow and
2: uh, uh, I think yeah. Colossus <laughs> is the next one I'm going to unlock because it looks very cool. It seems like everyone else is unlocking the Storm uh, class. Uh,
0: it seems like everyone, unlocks which is cool
2: too. I mean, that one. Uh, yeah, cool. I, I love, well. I love the Storm. Um, but
0: then yeah, so my second one I unlocked was the Colossus, and then I think I'll go Interceptor next, and then
2: Ranger last because. Oh, come on. The Ranger looks uh, like the least interesting.
3: I don't like I, the Ranger, I, I have to say. Like I,
0: I, I, yeah, it. I don't have a problem with the Ranger, uh, but playing the demo and, like, the alpha, like, it's... I've played it, and I get what it is. Um, mm. I'd rather play, like, you know, the more interesting, like,
2: specialized classes. I'll say... Uh, did you have another thought on those? I didn't... I, don't cut
3: I think that. I'm going to go Ranger, Diana, yeah. Storm, Interceptor.
2: Personally. I'll say... I really like the the classes in this feel so much more distinct to me than they do in destiny. Um, And I like the way that you equip things to affect your abilities in Anthem more than in destiny. I like that it is a, you're getting loot that you are applying to your javelin to get different effects because it feels like there's a, a bigger possibility space there. Like it feels like, I could get a totally different grenade down the road. That is more than the like kind of tertiary. There's like three options in destiny of what your grenades can do per class. And I like that. It feels like there's more potential. Um, and then I've already gotten like several different um, abilities for my E, my secondary, which like that range from like throwing a shuriken to like, Sending out a ghost copy of myself to do my melee attack mm-hmm. at things, which is super cool. So that that stuff is neat. How it's, I'm, I find that loot to be much more compelling than the guns. I will say also that I, I do enjoy the way that they handle giving you your loot at the end um, because it. Mm-hmm. I know some people didn't like having not having the ability to swap mid mission, but for me, it keeps me from opening my inventory and -hmm. it makes me just continue to move. And I think that that is part of the fun again, is playing it like a character action game. Like just like I kill enemies, I get the next thing I need to do. And then I'm in the air flying there. And that stuff is fun. You get so much loot. That's the thing I'm not as crazy about is <laughs> I feel like oh, I have a lot of garbage and,
0: and you just, I mean, you can, but you can just scrap it right in the loot screen too. You're like, stuff, Oh, this is not
2: good. And like, then, okay. But I also have, this is, it's frustrating to me. I have two machine pistols that I can't scrap. It will not allow me to scrap them.
0: Yeah. I've got some things like that too. Why can't I get rid of this? Yeah. Uh, and and like I, there's, I,
2: there's things I equipped before. Yeah. I assume that it's that one of them is like the most basic weapon and that they, they won't let you scrap all of your weapons. So like, that's the one that they make you hold on to so that you always have at least a gun, but I want to get rid of it. And maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's also multiple ways to access your inventory, which is a little weird. Like you can go to the vault or you can go to the forge. Mm -hmm. It's just two different menus, which is, it's like better organized in the vault. So I don't understand why they didn't just use that it's interface. Probably,
0: well, probably because if you're not like, you don't have to load into the, the vault, like you do the forge.
2: And so like, can you equip stuff from the vault? Probably not. No. Yeah. So like, the, you thing know, different the number of loading screens, it, it yeah. my issue is alleviated because I moved it to an SSD, <laughs> but Holy crap. It, it's a, it's a lot of loading, and I cannot imagine on console how brutal those loads are going to be.
3: Mm-hmm. It's actually alright on Xbox, I, not as That's long good. as you were saying. So you were saying like two, three minutes? That's yeah, ninety seconds mostly. That's good. That's good to hear. Because probably about uh, as HD of
1: textures, right?
3: Mm-hmm. It looked better than it did on my PC, the low and a uh, medium settings.
2: It's possible that just the way that it loads stuff is just a totally different process on a console than it would be on a a PC hard drive. You you have an S, right?
3: Yeah, I have a 1S. Okay, okay.
2: I will say I cannot... If someone asked me, I have a PS4, should I buy this game next Friday? I would probably tell them no. It is the kind of game to me that is a really good argument for EA's origin access premiere, because like I maintain that subscription currently Anthem is the thing for me to be paying for that subscription for. I kind of got what I was going to get out of battlefield five, right. As Anthem was coming out, I'm going to keep that subscription until I am feel like I'm done with Anthem. Um, and then I'll pick it back up when I want to play it more. Um, but I, I, it's, it's, it would be a tough, I would not feel great. About buying it for sixty dollars right now, I don't mm-hmm. think. Even though I actually am more positive on it than I expected to be.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm with you. Like, you were able to, since you are a premier member, you were able to get Sam and I some trials for EA Access, which yeah, able to use and try that game out for free. So, uh, thank you for that. And oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I might pay for like a month of. Origin access, Premier, access premiere, so I can kind of see the game through and see what the end of it's like. But
2: as as it being part of a service too, I actually see myself as being more willing to to like spend five bucks here or there on a cosmetic item. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels and like with the way that like all the DLC is free, that's just code mm-hmm. for it would have been free to Origin Access Premier members anyway. So why not just yeah. make it free in general? Um, yeah, you don't want to split the player base, like.
0: EA learned that Activision did not still uh, doing like, like paid DLC packs for call of duty and stuff.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I would say if you're on PC, definitely give it a look. I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's possible that I'll come back next week, having played through more of the story and say, this game is great. You should totally buy it. But based on what I've played so far, it seems Thin and weird in certain ways
3: that I don't know. So in the UK, it was pretty much universally available. Uh, a load of websites for thirty pounds, which is about two thirds of the cost of a new game. Yeah, and I would a hundred percent recommend it for that. So if uh, places like Shop Two and Game Collection. Uh, which were doing it before are still doing it. I think it's totally worth. I think you can pounds. get
2: it. That's the equivalent 100%. of like forty US dollars. If you could get it for forty, yeah. then totally, it's it's that's that's a that's reasonable. But
3: yeah, I'd be interested Garry in hearing.
1: G-y. Sorry, I'll say I'm interested in hearing how the late game stuff is because I feel like in these loot shooters, <clears> the throat> throat> early to mid game isn't as important to people as what happens in late game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, continues oh,
3: definitely. So it looks like the late game is bad. But I'll tell you, fortunate.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, like, I, I'm the furthest in, but I'm gonna, like, so I'm, like, halfway through the leveling progression, I'm at level 15 out of 30, and I still haven't reached the stuff that was in the demo that they put out, like, two weeks ago, which was, uh, yeah. they started you at level 10? Yeah. Uh, mm, so, yeah.
2: I don't know how long this game is, or yeah, like I don't know. I assume the story is like eight to 12 hours, somewhere in there. I know that's a big range, maybe. but like I mean, something like that, yeah, maybe. Uh, I feel like I it's that you finish at like 16, 18 range, and then they just
0: power level you up to it
2: 20. could be longer. I'll say, as somebody who got who, who sort of tires of that early to mid game before I even see the end game generally, if, if it stays as interesting from a gameplay and story perspective to me, as it has so far, I'll probably stick it out to the end game. Uh, I um, think the, the key to that is they let you use
0: every javelin on just one character and you can just like switch between missions Whereas like cool. destiny. You get, you get like, I don't know for me, I was like, oh, I'd like to try something different, but then I'd
2: have to start the whole game over. The classes so, never, just never really mattered to me in destiny that much. Like, I don't think they're bad or anything, but like, mm-hmm they all yeah, they have, have an ultimate the where they ultimate, go and I mean, is, shoot things a bunch. Yeah, yeah. And yes, yeah. they're a little bit different, but the ultimate hammer, shoot a you, revolver. Yeah. So yeah. I'm all about Stormcaller warlock,
0: but uh, that's,
2: yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that, uh, that, that, that the javelins generally are a little more compelling to me than the different classes in destiny, yeah. but the guns and destiny are more interesting to me than the guns are in Anthem so far. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think I almost don't think there's much of a comparison there because yes, there are, you pick, like I said, you pick up guns that have colors on them and there's a general number that you're increasing, but they feel so different to play that it's, they're as similar in some ways as like Diablo and destiny are, you know, like they just, they, they, they have such different verbs. Um, like, Mm -hmm. I, it's i jump 10 times more in anthem than i do in destiny for example and stuff so i don't mm-hmm. know it's not even to say that one is better than the other either i think they both have strengths in different areas you fly instantly more in anthem than you do in destiny yes. i do think that this game i really wonder if this game started development as something else um and sort Mass of affect Andromeda too. N- well, no, I think that the lore is developed enough that it's clear that they've been mm-hmm. ruminating on these ideas for a long time. Um, so I don't think it was like another franchise game, but I wonder if it originally was not structured as a loot shooter and EA said, yo your games have been disappointing. We need you to make a destiny. And that I don't even think it has, I, don't, to I think EA would say your games have been disappointing and say, Hey, you need to make something that's going to make money. Like, right. Yeah. That's
0: because the
2: like there is such a huge disconnect in the feel of walking around Fort Tarsus and talking to people. And then the gameplay part of it. I wonder if those two things were a little bit more cohesive at a point and then diverged because they wanted to make it fit a multiplayer, like a co-op, System. Um, I, I don't know that the Fort Tarsus stuff is like so
0: robust that they couldn't have just like rebuilt it.
2: Like, it's it's that's sort of less. I I almost I just mean more that the. I wonder if originally as they were concepting this game, the way it looked was you walk around Fort Tarsus and then that animation plays of you getting in your javelin. And then you are suddenly out in the world. Like you take off and you're there yeah. and it's a single player yeah. role playing game where you're flying around that space by yourself and going to. Yeah. Oh, that. yeah, no, no, I get that.
0: I'm just saying like, if, if that was like the original intention and they had it like built as that, and then we're like mandated to change the game in some way. I, I just don't see why they wouldn't rebuild the Fort Tarsus stuff in, like, you know, not completely overhaul it. I mean, they did that with they, they can do it. They did it with Mass Effect and Trauma it didn't turn out great, but that you know, do it with a smaller scale Fort Tarsus scenario and make it into something a little more like that fits with the rest of the game. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a weird beast. It just feels like it it feels like there's a the multiplayer is like a layer that that doesn't need to be there to me, I guess. I don't know. Um I think it works when you've got
0: like a, a bunch like when everyone's working together and actually like on the hard, on hard it it makes sense on eat, on normal. It is just like what, what is happening here? Everyone's—it's okay. We're
2: done. It did at least finally stop telling me that I should be playing it with other people when I tried to launch solo games. There is a point where it stops saying that, I guess, which is nice because I was sick of every time I launched it having to go, "No, no, I know I want to play the game. Please let me do it."
1: Is there- so there was a.
2: Oh, okay, Alex. Please.
1: I was going to say, is there any form of PvP? No. No. Okay. No,
3: and they—they
2: they said they have no plans. They the shouldn't. It, I don't think they should try to make it. I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work at all. I, I could see them putting in like a, like a
0: horde mode type thing. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah. Sure. I imagine that'll be in one of their updates, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Well, uh, if anyone have any other thoughts about games today,
3: uh, if you buy the Division Two on the Steam, not on the Steam, sorry, on the Epic Games Launcher, you get a free game. You get Go- Ghost Recon Wildlands, Watch Dogs Two, or Far Cry Prim- Primal, oh. just for free. That's kind of nice. that's mental. I feel All like right. anyone
1: who uh, is
2: going to buy like the Division Two on PC probably already owns those games, but that is cool.
3: Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't own any of those games, but you wouldn't buy Division Two on PC. Oh, well, no, I, I don't own any of those games on console either. Yeah,
2: I just mean the the sorry. audience for it on PC is more likely to have played them, I guess. I feel Maybe like
1: Ghost Recon Wildlands turned into something good over time, didn't it? it? It's meant
2: to be great. I played a free weekend and loved it. I wouldn't say it's great. I would say it's totally pleasant to play. <laughs> I don't know. It's I play I played more a ton pleasant, of it. More pleasant or less pleasant than the crew too more pleasant than the crew too okay okay there's also ghost recon wildlands has some of the weirdest most off-the-wall dialogue in any video game i have ever seen
1: he, holy shit you know what else it had? Okay, no. you know what else it had it was the fucking predator
2: <laughs> yeah that thing was weird that was not very good but my friends and i did beat did kill the predator eventually after four hours of trying it and it was fun it should have given you like its cloaking ability <laughs> Like you should uh, have killed. I mean, I got the I got the, the melee ability that it
0: has. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But you should have been able to cl- I mean, it's not like it's a multi it's not a PvP game, right? So if you can well, turn invisible, like it's not gonna break the game, like whatever. I think there is PvP
2: in it, but it's definitely not oh. in the open world. Well, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, so who gives a shit? Uh,
1: available now. Kind of. Yeah, uh, kind of. Uh, Anthem I know, think
2: it's p- better than Ghost Recon Wildlands. <laughs> uh, if you are a EA wow. Access subscriber
0: EA access basic or whatever origin access basic right i don't even know what it's called Actually. they have they have like three different ones because the xbox one is different from the pc one and there's two
3: versions there's yeah ea access origin access basic and origin access Premier. yeah,
0: oh, yeah. so if you have origin access or ea a, a, ea access basic you can play uh, Anthem for ten hours on the Xbox One or the PC. If you have Origin Access premiere on the PC, you can play the Legion of Dawn edition, which has like
2: Origin yeah. DLC like skin. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, it gives you some extra cosmetics. Yeah. But it is kind of neat that their Premier version, uh, their the Premier Access thing, is like a, it always like gives you the, the collector's editions. Yeah, always cool. the yeah. full extra bonus stuff. deluxe stuff. Yeah, it's pretty neat.
1: Do you, yeah. Think, uh, do you think this is the game EA needed? Like ignoring Apex Legends, is this something that EA needed? It's hard to
2: say. Yeah, like, I think because, it's something that Bioware needed probably because they had to put a game out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's like, the, and they've put out or
0: like, I think Michael Gamble, he's like one of like the lead producers or something on the game, um, has been out there saying like, here's what's going to happen for like day one patch. So like, there's mm-hmm. stuff that's going to change by the twenty
2: second. Uh, um,
1: I'll say is I think. think... 22nd? It's the twenty second, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, twenty second.
2: I think that that you know, ignoring. Uh, apex legends this is definitely a game that EA needed but I think considering apex legends apex legends is a much more important game for them uh, long term I think you know, it'll just depend on how uh, the monetization stuff with apex goes
0: forward and if because like I don't know I, I haven't the the sentiment I've seen is like we talked about it earlier. Like the monetization stuff is not great in
2: Apex, and yeah, so if they fix that, if they fix that, then I could see it. being I better. think it's less of a of people not wanting to spend money on the game, and more them wanting better reasons to spend money on it. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, is the sentiment that I've seen, and I think the battle pass will be that thing because it'll be okay, ten or fifteen yeah. bucks, and then it'll. Die. I yeah, can't imagine they'll charge more than the competition for their battle pass. Currently, there is no you should not buy apex
0: packs like there's no reason to nothing in that game looks that good <laughs> i like some of the skins a lot but yeah, i, I but don't i don't think there are any i don't personally i don't think anything in that game is worth spending money on yet uh, i th- like, there are i could i could understand like maybe oh i just want to get the characters and
2: if i good. could directly purchase uh i would say there's probably a skin per character that if i could pay $5 to get the skin i would probably do it um but the problem is that you cannot do that. You can only spend $18 mm-hmm. on select skins, some of which are gun skins. And there is no gun skin in any game ever made that is worth $18. Uh, yeah. God, the pricing of that
0: is wild, especially yeah. for like, yeah, man. Uh, well, that is going to do it for this episode uh, season five, episode seven of gaming fix, uh, on this February 17th or 16th. If you're on that side of the dateline, uh, I have been your host, Andre Cole. You can find me on Twitter at cool slaw. You can find the podcast on, uh, social media, uh, at fix podcasts on Facebook and, uh, Twitter. And you leave gaming fixed on iTunes, Google Play all, podcast resources, uh podcast uh yeah, podcast uh sources, uh leave us a review. We'd appreciate it. Uh you can keep up with us on all those places. Uh Alex, where
1: can people find you? Pornhub at Cole's. uh yeah, Cool We've been okay. getting a lot of down votes on Pornhub. <laughs>
2: That's that sucks. Should I talk more about my javelins it, ass? Do you probably, think that would get us some probably? Is it, uh, so like, is this like since the last
0: episode or like yes. when, when? Oh, since just since the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> wow, like uh, huh? Okay, well, hey, that's engagement. <laughs> the
1: Pornhub community is right. getting tired of our antics, I guess.
3: I mean, this is an old dude episode. Is to there, right. there a category that we could put. Yes, that into-
1: <laughs> I will put the muscly men category. There you go. Was, oh
2: man,
3: I did work cool. out today,
2: uh, Pat. Where can people find you <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at JesterPC and that links out to everything else that I do uh, we're still doing YouTube stuff too so check yeah out uh, yeah uh, Pat's been playing sunless skies mm-hmm. yep oh, keep have continuing. I missed
0: have I missed a elusive target I feel like I've missed an elusive target no there's not been another one I think there was what I think there was're gonna do them bi-weekly now I think there was like a bonus one if you have hitman 2 or if you have hitman one
2: well i missed it too if that happens so
3: everyone has hitman one don't
2: they? Uh, on oh no no wait oh
0: wait okay it ends tomorrow oh damn it i don't want to play hitman. It, ends the it ends the 18th at 5 a.m it's on hokkaido god okay
2: uh, i hate that map it's <laughs> yeah yeah Studio so uh yeah uh maybe well, there'll be video it. content around uh, that
0: uh, maybe yes maybe uh, i i will do it maybe today i hope it, it's yeah so you have to have uh, hitman 1 levels hokkaido which oh boy uh, i don't have anything unlocked on that level now yeah. cuz it's hitman 2 oh yep. well uh maybe i'll try i don't know uh, anyway uh, sam where can people find you
3: uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram and most places at SGCH. Uh, you can also find my um, YouTube channel by searching my name. But I also think, yeah, if you type in youtube.com forward slash user forward slash spiderfan2099, you get to me because uh, I made that account when I was 21.
0: Not when you were 2099?
3: No, I haven't been that age yet.
0: Yes, <laughs> and you never will. Uh,
2: That's thanks for joining us.
0: Uh, it, it is. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you same place, same time next week. Goodbye, everybody.
3: Bye, everybody. Oh FBI, heard you know, that Andre just threatened my life. The FBI can't help
2: you. He's not even in America. Neither are you, and you're not a U.S. citizen anyway. The FBI only investigates the deaths of U.S. citizens.
0: Uh, No no court in the world will convict me. No. (laughs) No extradition.
3: That's that's why Han came to Tokyo. We're not going to have any courts here anyway. No, because the European (laughs) Union is not going (laughs) to (laughs) care. Our country voluntarily removed themselves from the European Bill of Human Rights like two years ago. So that's fun. Bye everyone. Bye Bye, everyone. The world's terrible.